Hello, I'm Kyla Bercy and welcome back to High Caliber. Thank you for showing up today. I am feeling great and I hope you are too. It is Super Bowl Sunday, but I missed the game and I missed Usher's performance. I'm going to watch it after this. I had to give myself a chance to prepare for this episode. It takes me a moment to get myself in the groove as I prepare, look over my notes that I've jotted down this week to say, okay, what is really on my heart to speak about today? And there's been a story on it from my freshman year to get into today's message of perseverance and the power in finishing something anything a process to allow yourself to observe growth through each i was about to say episode i'm talking to myself observe growth that's what i want to do through each episode but through each occurrence in your life but this is a podcast if you're new here thank you for tuning in i'm kyla bercy i'm a college student in my senior year i believe i have less than 100 days left to graduate and that feels a little surreal, but it's time, it is time that I'm going to enjoy these days. This podcast is dedicated to me spreading love and living out my purpose to help others realize their potential while protecting their mental. So together as I come and share with you stories from my college experience, books that I'm reading, and bringing a little bit of light to your day. I hope you can find a message, find encouragement that resonates with you along the way. So let's get into this episode. Let's start with the story and we'll get into the good stuff. So I went behind a shed to shed tears. I was playing in a golf tournament my freshman spring. I played in a few golf tournaments before, meaning in high school or whether it was locally, but I rarely traveled to play. This tournament was in Jekyll Island, Georgia. Oh boy, was it beautiful. But this day, however, there was a tropical storm and there was no lightning, so we had to push through. You had to play through it all. So it was mile high winds. The rain felt like pellets hitting your skin. I mean, I remember after finishing the rounds, I had skin burn from just my face being repeatedly like wet for a long time and just hit with rain and getting wet. My hair had an afro at the time, so it was just a mop on my head. And my dad had came that day to see me play. And I just remember seeing him standing, that was the highlight of my round, standing on the side with his umbrella inverted up. My teammates and I had a giggle at it because it was like, dad, just put the umbrella down. But he was, he was standing on along just like I was. He was holding on, like I was trying to hold on that day to my golf game. And the day prior, it was sunny, it was beautiful. But the weather wasn't the problem. That was painful. I never played in weather like that before. And I started this story with, I went behind a shed to cry. 
No, I did that because I, honestly, before we get into the reason why, no one could tell if I was crying or not. It was raining that hard. And I believe one of my teammates asked me, was I okay, if I remember correctly, because one thing that gives away that you're crying in a situation like that is your nose turns red. But I told her, girl, this rain is hurting my face. And I guess given by the other redness on my skin, she couldn't tell. But like I said, it wasn't the weather. The day prior, I played just as bad. And this isn't to talk down on myself. I walked on to the golf team with intentions to develop my golf game. Now I've been around golf for my entire life. Coincidentally, my father started to play around the time that I was born. So he had to pass it down to us, but he never forced it. We did have our occasional, y'all can't go in the house until y'all finish practicing outings with my dad. But overall, we were never forced to play golf. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't wanna say forced. We weren't forced with like punishment wise. I do remember in high school, my dad and I made an agreement. If you were to play basketball, you had to play golf. And I paused because I couldn't remember the agreement my dad had with my sister because he made her play as well. But the moment we both got to the end of our season, she was a senior at the time. And she, he even gave her the option that you didn't have to play in the, I believe we made it to the regional tournament. Don't worry, we weren't that good. But um, our team was just that small to where we could qualify. And she didn't play because that's when I guess their agreement had ended. So we were enforced gently <laughs> to play golf. And I didn't get serious about it until the summer before I walked on to the Rhodes golf team. And that was the summer before I started freshman year, so fall of 2020. But we started online, so we didn't have a season. So that game in Jekyll Island was part of my first season at Rhodes, hence my first time playing in extreme weather. Let's get back to my scoring abilities. I was pretty bad. I haven't mentioned before, and if you're unfamiliar, the lowest score, or the target score, excuse me, in golf is 72. The lower in golf, the better. At the time, there were 10 of us on the golf team and our average was low 80s. However, my average was about low 100s. So the day prior, when it was all sunny and nice outside, I was playing about the same, but what made me cry was my inability to get the ball in the air that entire round. So I was doing the same thing the day prior, so bad that my coach, I believe this was a practice round the day prior when my dad wasn't there, and he was trying to he was trying to speed us up. And I remember, I was like, coach, are you sure? I haven't hit the ball in the air all day. And in golf, what they call those is worm burners to give you a visual. So imagine you hitting the ball, or if you've been to top golf and you're not a golfer yourself, then the ball barely goes anywhere. It just like skids out into the distance. That was my golf game for that trip. 
But the day prior, I was so optimistic. I was seeing tropical flowers. I was like, my dad's coming tomorrow. But the second day, it was time to compete. And I wanted to shoot a little lower. And weather aside, that was something. But it made me feel better because I remember a senior at the time was like, it's okay, guys. Every single girl out here is playing in the rain. So if it makes you feel any better, you're not alone. But where I did feel alone is that I was really the only one that couldn't get my ball in the air. No matter how hard I tried, my game, my rhythm was just off. So I showed up to each hole ready to try a new swing out. I was just thinking of all the lessons that I'd taken, try to do, put your elbow down in the slot or stay down longer but nothing could connect in my brain that entire day. Maybe it was the weather, but maybe not, because I said I was doing the same thing the day prior. But the gist of this story is about the 10th hole, there was a shed. And throughout the round, we had to wait a little because during the tournament, sometimes it does get backed up and slow. So I took myself behind that shed and I just started to bawl my eyes out I don't even know if they could hear me because it was just that treacherous outside with weather. And I gave myself a little pep talk. I, I just had to pull it together some way, somehow. Deep down, I wanted to go down to the sideline or the cart path and say, Dad, let's get out of here. It's just not going to work out for me. But I had to pull it together in that, Kyla, we're going to get through this. You may not have your best ever game for that moment or for your lifetime, but this is what we showed up with today. And if we can make it to the end of this round, just, just try to get one shot. Just make it to the last hole. So I kept playing. Did my game get any better? Not really. but. That gave me a little pep in my step to be a little optimistic. I kept trying new things. I was like, shoot, it can't get any worse. Let me try to hit this club off the tee instead of my driver because that wasn't working out for me. But I remember when we got to the final hole, I hit my tee shot with a driver. It went about 10 to 20 feet. It didn't go anywhere, but it was a short hole. And when I got out into the fairway, I had that same moment to myself. I looked down. I don't really think I could see that far, but I knew my dad had driven down to the tee box, well, to the green to, with all the other parents, to welcome us in. And I said, this is for dad. If I couldn't do anything else, I knew I could do this one shot. It was a short shot. My golf coach and my father, we refer to it as LL. It's where you're, you do about a half, three-quarter swing where your arm is parallel to the ground, your non-dominant arm is parallel to the ground, and then you finish it about an L. So an LL. Did it about, I don't exaggerate, but I did it a lot in our backyard where that's about the farthest we can do that swing. And I just hit it. I made that intention with the swing, 
and I finally got to the last hole. It was about my last shot in the fairway. And I just didn't really look up to see where it went. But all of a sudden I hear, whoa, Kyla, wow. And I thought they were cheering on someone else. Even though they said my name, I thought they were just telling me to look. So I pick up my bag and I'm looking for my ball because all day I haven't, I've barely been hitting it anywhere. And in college, we paid 18 whole rounds, sometimes 36. And I'm so grateful it wasn't a 36 whole round. I'll save that story for another day because I remember my first time playing 36 holes in one day. Boy, I felt like I got hit by a bus. But the shot that they were cheering on was mine. I did it. I persevered throughout the round and I finally hit one in the air. And the shot landed about two balls worth away from the hole. So I almost holding in from the fairway. And I was so excited. They were like, internally, I don't think I smiled externally because I was just having a day. And they were like, Kyla, it's okay to smile when you're done. And I just went ahead and I was so relieved because it was over and I could finally dry off, we could leave and I could go on the bus, take my melatonin. That was so funny because I was just, my teammates asked, Kyla, how could you sleep the whole way? And I was like, girl, you don't want to know. I took a melatonin to help me sleep because it was, it, the rest was needed after that round. But once I hit the ball in, I was so relieved because I didn't think that's how the round was going to end. But I kept playing, I kept golfing my ball, and I kept showing up with the game that I had for that day. Was it beautiful? No. Did I cry? Yeah. Maybe more than once. But I persevered. And perseverance doesn't have to mean you have to put yourself through situations where you overextend yourself. No, this is about finishing with what you have in order to grow. I started that round with my team as a member. I was physically fit, mentally, I was having a hard time, but I kept talking positive to myself throughout the round. And I even allowed myself to feel at times because I didn't understand why my ball wasn't going in the air. And throughout that process, once I got to my last shot in the fairway and it went in the air, I didn't see the shot. Like I said, I just picked it up. It was like, well, let's just finish this thing. Let me get up and hit it again. But to have it work out for me in the end, that way to just have a tap in to where I could just, the ball was so close to the hole, I just tapped it in with my putter. That is an inspirational moment for me to draw on in my life's challenges when I've started something and it gets rough to finish, but just make it to the last hole, Kyla. And that's been on my heart this week because I've been meditating on what does it mean for me to finish college? I'm in my last semester. This hasn't been an easy journey. I've had to pivot. Like the golf story, I pivoted throughout the round to different swing thoughts, 
to different techniques that I've learned over the years to get myself through that round, to make something happen because nothing was working. And that's how we can feel sometimes when things don't seem to be working out so well as we had planned them to. My plan for that day, weather aside, was to play better than I had the previous day. I didn't. But what I did do is I grew in strength of perseverance, of encouragement with myself. I could have went through that round 10 times worse with the negative self-talk, with the doubt, and I'm not perfect. It most likely creeped in at times. But what got me through that round were three things. The first was my ability to pivot. I said, okay, this isn't working, so I'm gonna try this. To at least make something happen throughout this round. And by the last shot I had in the fairway, I went back to what I learned, one of the principal techniques, the LL golf swing. Some people call it different things, but I refer to it as the LL. <laughs> and it worked for me. The second thing that got me through that round was positive self-talk. When I went behind the shed to cry, I didn't beat myself up. I took a moment of silence, listened to the rain, let the tears flow down my face, couldn't differentiate the teardrops from the raindrops, but I stayed there for a good five minutes to get myself together as we waited for the next hole, of course. And I just said, we're gonna get through this. I don't know what's next in this next shot, what you're gonna do. I don't know what's next once we leave here. I don't even think I went as far as, I don't even know if I have a spot on the team. My coach knew my golf game at that point. Had some growth, growing to do. But I got through it. And the third thing that got me through that round was my dad. Now, he didn't say one word to me that entire time. But it was just something about his presence. Having that community there, that personal community that knew me, that knew the work that I put in, that knew the little girl within, and was there to cheer me on along the way, no matter how it was going. And sometimes that's what we need as well, a community to cheer us on, even if it's from a distance. And by the end of that round, I think I gave him a big old hug and said, Dad, I did it. That one shot made my day. I, it's not an exaggeration. I hadn't maybe hit the ball in the air like that in a good minute. <laughs> As in your golf game, it's, it's more mental than physical. If your mind isn't able to connect all the moving parts, then just try again tomorrow or do something like I did. I pivoted, do something that works. So I share that story as it's coming to me now and as it can be applicable in different moments of my life or your life where you start something 
And you may have that question along the way. What am I doing here? Am I even supposed to be here? Yes, you were. I was supposed to be there because if I wasn't, I wouldn't have had that opportunity in the first place. How things aligned when I walked on to the golf team. The coach had just recruited only one other freshman that year. And I don't remember what I told him besides I would love to develop my game, but I had a spot on the team and I still could in a regards of finishing but just because I may not be on the golf team anymore doesn't mean that my golf career is over. So in the context of this episode of finishing, getting to the last hole on persevering, it's about learning to pivot along the way learning to find the inner will to keep going and surrounding yourself with a community to pull you up, to cheer you on, if it's from a distance, if it's nearby, whatever you need in that moment to help you get to where you're trying to go. So I brought up the situation as well as me not finishing my time on the golf team. But in the grand scheme of things, my purpose with golf is a little different. So even if it goes to you finishing school or whatever, I know someone that started school in a way, but she pivoted. She went in a direction of where her heart wanted her to go. So she's at a different school, doing a different trade, a different passion of hers. And just because you pivot doesn't mean you're a quitter or you have given up. No, it means what it says. You've pivoted from a situation that wasn't working out for you. And then what it's going to take next, once you decide to take a risk or the courage to change, you then have to give yourself that inner drive along the way because not everyone is going to be supportive. But then it's also important for you to surround yourself by those people who believe in you, that see you beyond the way that you see yourself. Because as I shared in Mirrors All Around, others' perception of you starts, from how, starts with how you view yourself. So, now I know why that story was pulling at my heart this week. And I went for it. I don't have a title for that story, but it's, it's a core memory of mine. And I'm so proud of myself for persevering in that moment like I did. So whatever moment you're in, I'm sending you love and encouraging you to pivot if you need to. Continue to be nice to yourself and find someone that sees the vision.
that believes in you, even if it's from a distance. They may not understand all the way, but we all need a shoulder to lean on sometimes. Someone to look out for me at the cart path and see, oh, there's old dad struggling with the umbrella, but he's here. He drove 10 hours for me to burn, burn the ball. Not really hit it anywhere, but he's here. And sometimes that's what we need. So thank you for listening today. I hope I was able to give you some words of encouragement for the week. You are beautiful. You are loved. Treat yourself this Valentine's Day on Wednesday of this recording. And continue to do that introspection asking yourself why am i feeling this way ask yourself am i showing up as my authentic self am i being present today and to give you a reminder of those questions i like to say let's feel real still so i'll see you next week thank you for listening if you're listening to this on watching this on youtube please like, comment, and subscribe. I would love to hear your feedback or episode suggestions if you would love to hear more about a specific part of my college experience. And I'm thinking about doing a talk on a series of books that I've been reading right now. I'm going to save it for another time. I was going to talk about it today, but my book, Love Does by Bob Goff, it's a great book. We'll get into that next episode. But also check out highkyliber.com. I still have some podcast teas. I'm working on a Patreon so you all can see more of me thinking about how I'd like to structure that membership, whether it's live streaming my podcast sessions. So I may set up a camera and you can see me work or you can also have brunch with me on Sundays or something. I don't know. We're going to get into it, but it's all about trusting the process. It's all about growing and it's all about persevering. And that can look like just taking one step each day or for me in that situation as a visual showing up to the next golf shot and only taking it one shot at a time. And in life, only taking it one moment at a time because that's all we have. So have a beautiful week. Thank you.